Cast family, I'm Chad Bokelman, and welcome to Lantern Cast presents Green Lantern, Green Arrow, episode number five. That's right, I am already doing another one, and the reason is actually very, very simple. We are actually finally covering issues. Some issues will take more research than others, uh, but because of the plans I had laid down for the first couple episodes of the series... Uh, comics code, history, interviews, so on and so forth, those obviously required more extensive planning. Well, now that we're actually into the meat of the issues themselves, we can finally get these episodes knocked out a little quicker. And because we're doing one ep- one issue per episode, it's going to make it a little easier. So, this time around, no dilly-dallying. Uh, <laughs> a phrase I hope I never use again. Uh, we are covering... Green Lantern number 77. This is uh, the second issue of the historic Green Lantern, Green Arrow uh, plot uh, storyline by Neil Adams, artist, and Denny O'Neill, writer. Um, this one uh, features a cover of Green Lantern and Green Arrow, uh, battered and bloodied and beaten, uh, and approaching being approached by an onslaught of uh, country folks saying, let's... Let's see you be a hero without your powering. You being spelt uh, Y-U-H. <laughs> so uh, I guess we could say these are hicks, uh, I suppose. Um, we will come back to the cover later on. <laughs> yes, the controversy starts already with the cover. So, But let's get into the meat of the story. We open up with uh, the Guardian that had uh, assumed a human guise and is traveling uh, alongside of Hal and Ollie as he is reporting back to the Guardians on Oa about his experiences. And as he is transmitting to them, he is uh, cut off because they have come under fire. And in the caption box says, Three men searching for America. One, a member of the Galactic Guardians, away from the security of his home world. The others, creatures of Earth, seeking an answer, a creed, an identity. Come with Green Lantern and Green Arrow on a journey to desolation. Which is uh, apt because the tru- as the truck that Ollie and uh, Hal are driving past, you can see a sign that says desolation. Population 1819, uh, Slapper Soames Manager. Well, uh, as we join uh, our heroes again, as they dive out of the truck, um, pull off into the side of the road, and don their costumes as Green Lantern and Green Arrow, respectively. Hal melts one of their guns, and as as uh, GA Green Arrow points another points to another man uh, who's taking aim at them. For whatever reason, uh, Hal's ring, his beam, won't reach the man with a gun. So Ollie uses his bow and arrow. And snaps the gun out of the uh, the guy's hand, and then uses a trick arrow to tie him up. So Green Lantern and Green Arrow approach him and want to know uh, what's been going on. Well, 
these guys assume that uh, Hal and Ollie are there on the behalf of Slapper, someone named Slapper. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read a little bit of uh, the dialogue here and forgive the, um, oh, I don't know, just forgive the accent uh, because this is written uh, written in dumb hillbilly speak, for lack of a better term. Listen here, missa. I'm going to tell you what, ha- what you stumbled into, and it's a story as will curl your toes. This town, this whole bland mountain, is run by Mr. Slapper Soames. And if and ever there was a meaner man, I don't want to know about him. You see, we all work in Slapper's mind, mostly because we don't know any other kind of work. And even if we did, there ain't none around. Slapper runs the mine, and he owns the law. Such as it is, a bunch of bully boys he brung up from outside and dress him up in fancy uniforms. We plain folk scratching out living where maybe where maybe smarter ones could, would give up, but dang it, this belongs to us. Like it belonged to our daddies and granddaddies. We just plain didn't take to Slapper's gunmen shoving us around, but we didn't know any way of fighting them. Then one of our local boys, name of Johnny Walden, taught himself to play the guitar, started singing songs about us and our troubles, and suddenly we found some self-respect and a whole lot of discontent with the way we've been treated. And you see a splash of... uh this uh, Johnny Walden singing a song. Uh, the lyrics are, We've been a long way coming, got a ways to go, but we can end the trouble, our crying children's woe. Don't you know, boys, don't you know. So uh, as they're kind of uh, recounting the story that uh, Slapper's men, who he had just mentioned, had uh, found and dragged Johnny away, um, he says, you know, they rigged a kangaroo court and Slapper personal sentenced Johnny to hang. So... He tells him this is all going to happen tomorrow. Green Arrow says, we'll help out. Uh, Green Lantern says, hold on, Green Arrow. This is none of our business if this Soames re- is really in charge. And then Ollie pipes up and says, oh boy, now I've heard it all because Soames muscled his way into authority. He's a good guy, huh? Pal, Hitler was the boss of Germany, remember? And then there was Genghis Khan, Nero. Throughout history, cheap punks have made themselves leaders. Regardless of their titles, they were still cheap punks. Hal says maybe the Guardian can, you know, give us some information. And uh, the Guardian says, you know, this bears further investigation. Uh, while he's talking to the Guardian, Hal says, uh, can you tell me why my ring failed? And the Guardian said, I don't know. Let me check into it. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time because I have to, you know, I have to communicate telepathically. Well... Uh, they're led into, Hal and Ollie are, uh, led, and the Guardian are led into town, desolation, by these, uh, individuals that they have found, and we can see, uh, we can see a few different storefronts, a small kind of ramshackle little hole in the wall place, uh, the most, uh, prevalent of which, uh, is a sign that says Soames Store. Same last name as the aforementioned Slapper Soames. And we'll get back to that later. But uh, they come up into the town, and uh, the locals are attempting to storm Slapper's uh, headquarters, which is looks like a fort-slash-prison. There's barriers, there's barbed wire, there's lookout towers, there's all kind of things. And uh, Ollie says, uh, you figure to attack that, which he's gesturing towards this essentially fort, 
with clubs and pitchforks. You are out of your minds. Soma's built a blasted fort. Go get a couple of tanks and a couple of artillery regiments, then maybe you'll have a chance. Otherwise, you'll be wiped out before you start it. They refuse to listen to him, and we cut into the uh, jail, and we hear Johnny is going to be uh, is uh, singing, you know, got to hang me in the morning, got to dangle me up so high, living in is so much misery I might as so much of misery I might as well die. And Slapper is saying you're yeah you're going to die. I'm sure going to miss you. Uh you have to be strung up though. And he's Johnny said, "Well, cuz I riled the miners." And he says, "Shucks, no. I'm grateful for that. You saved me some trouble." Is he's he says he's going to hang Johnny basically because he's the wandering kind. Um so he so what he says is no problem. No, problem with you is you're the wandering kind. A year, maybe two, you'd leave desolation, and with your talent, you'd get noticed. Maybe even famous, like that other singer, that Dylan fella. I'm assuming he means Bob Dylan. And then reporters and whatnot would come snooping around, and we don't want outsiders hearing these parts. And then Johnny says, because outsiders see how you treat folks like slaves. And then uh, one of uh, Slapper's uh, gun hired gunmen comes in and says, the... The peasants prepare to attack leader, and he says, you know, knock off that leader stuff. You ain't still working for Adolf. So, obviously, these are uh, former uh, Nazis being hired by Slapper. Green Lantern is uh, out preparing outside of the the, the prison, uh, recites his oath, and he says, I used to speak, or thinks to himself, I used to speak that oath with pride, with conviction, but now I'm not convinced of anything. The world isn't the black and white place I thought it to be. Once I might have fought for Soames, but Green Arrow has made me think that maybe authority isn't always right, and I don't know what is just. So, as Green Arrow and Green Lantern are talking, you know, how are we going to help him? Um, you know, are we going to help him? Green Arrow says, you know, help him commit suicide, not this archer. All these uh, locals storm in. As they storm, they actually come across a minefield, and some and one of it goes off, and some people are lost. Green Air Lantern loses it, and uh, Green Arrow is right on his heels. Green Arrow fires a smoke arrow to give uh, the guys some hover, uh, some cover, while Green Lantern uses his ring to create a steamroller construct and kind of blow up all the arrows. He uh, uh, blow up all the uh, mines, rather. Green Lantern then snips the the barbed wire to let everybody pass, while uh, a few of uh, uh, Slapper's hired gunmen take aim at him, and then suddenly this is when a when the uh, Green uh, when the Guardian sh- uh, telepathically says, "Attention, Green Lantern of Earth, I have established telepathic contact with Oa in the matter of your ring. Although the Guardians know not why your ring partially failed, they have reached another decision. Because you are on leave of absence from your regular duties, they have reduced your ring's potency. It no longer guards you from mortal injury. This all right as Green Lantern is surrounded with guns pointed at him. Green Lantern is uh, kind of despairing and then says, Screw it, I got this ring for a reason. It's time to prove myself. So he starts swinging and you know, taking everybody on personally. Um, the uh, slapper is confronted by some of his men. And says, "Okay, um, you, you, you know they've they've used they've you know kind of gotten halfway up the hill. Uh, what are we gonna do?" Slapper says, "Get get some gas grenades." So they launch him at at uh, at Green Lantern. He can't see, he can't think, he can't do anything. And then uh, we cut back to uh, the outskirts of town. 
and we see a little girl lost in the smoke. The guardian grabs her, um, and as she and takes her inside to safety, and as he does, she gives him a hug, and he says, "A strange emotion, a strange feeling, an emotion, as this tiny earthling embraces me." Is this what it means to be human? And this is a, a theme we'll see explored as the Guardian continues his uh, travels with Green Lantern and Green Arrow. But well, it's it's not important to this particular story right now. Green Arrow comes in, and uh, he shoots an arrow to uh, kind of cut in half the line of bullets that are going into a uh, a rapid fire uh, automatic weapon. Someone sneaks up behind him, knocks him out, drags him inside. As Green Lantern is stumbling around blind and dazed by the gas grenades, he's kind of stumbling into a mine. Green Arrow, playing possum, um, as he is brought in, Slapper and one of his gunmen are talking about what they're going to do with him, and, you know, we're going to kill kill him. Um, might as well help kill him and Johnny at the same time. Green Arrow wakes up. Grabs his chair and smashes it over one of the uh, former former Nazis slash Slapper's hired gunman, and then hits Slapper. And then Jacob, who was the man they met on the outskirts of town, that explained all of this, actually uh, puts a butt of a gun into uh, Green Arrow's uh, back and knocks him on his knees. And he says he's been on. Uh, John, he's been on Slapper's side all along. He takes aim at Green Arrow, and then suddenly a beam from out of nowhere comes by and melts uh, uh, Jacob's gun. Green Arrow is about to hit Slapper, and then Johnny says, Can I? <laughs> and, you know, decks Slapper across the face. And uh, then uh, Green Arrow says, How? How? You know, our Green, Green Lantern, how come your ring works again, and how'd you get here? I happen to stumble into Jacob's secret passage, and as as for the ring, I'm not sure... Seems I'm pretty confused these days about what I should do, and the ring takes total concentration. But when I saw you about to be shot, well, there's no longer any doubt. And, uh, you know, after Selms and his, you know, bullies have been convicted for their crimes, uh, Green Lantern says, Justice has come to desolation and the miners won. Nothing to look, and Green Arrow says, look at them. Injured, grieving for the loss of friends and family, nothing to look forward to, except more poverty and ignorance. You call that winning? And then he says, come on, let's go find the pretty part of America. And that is the end of that story. Uh, took me a little longer to recap that than I'd like. Now, historical context, because that's what this is all about here uh, on the uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow side of uh, the Lantern cast here. A couple of things, and I told you we'd get back to them. Uh, first and foremost is the cover of Green Lantern, Green Arrow, or Green Lantern, as we know it can also be called, number 77. I have in front of me a printout of the original cover to this, uh, to this, um, to this issue. Now, everything is basically the same. Um, the only difference that I can see, the miners and, uh, slappers hired gunmen, uh, which, you know, on this cover we think it's a bunch of hillbillies, but it actually turns out that these are Slapper's hired gunmen, and uh, probably maybe Slapper himself, um, pointing uh, uh, guns at Green Lantern and Green Arrow on the main cover. Green Lantern is standing over a battered and bruised Green Arrow. Again, on the main cover, not the, the original piece of art. 
Uh, he's kind of hunched over and leaning forward. And Green Arrow is on his stomach, facing the reader, kind of crawling over the dirt, but, you know, half looks kind of half-conscious. Well, in the original art, everything is basically the same. Hal's stance is a little bit different. He's kind of, rather than hunched over and everything, he's still battered and bruised and part of his costume is torn, but he's actually kind of, he's kind of straddled over Green Arrow and he's kind of, you know, he's kind of hunched over, but kind of standing a little more straight than he is in the main cover. Uh, and I'll post this, um, uh, on the website, uh, alongside with this, uh, this, uh, this episode so that you guys can see this. So uh, if you're curious as to what I'm talking about, go to lanterncast.com and look for this episode, the posting for this episode, and there will be two images, the main cover and the original artwork that I'm, for the first uh, iteration of this cover that I'm seeing here that I'm describing. The main difference of this uh, original piece of artwork is Green Arrow is on his back Green Lantern is standing straddled over him, and Green Arrow is unconscious. He's got his left arm down by his side and his right arm flung up over his head. Um, his hips are kind of twisted and, and over one another. Now, I wasn't able to find exactly why this original artwork was um, was uh, rejected by the Comics Code. I'm, ass- I'm assuming by the Comics Code. Or maybe DC themselves said, eh, the Comics Code might have a problem with this. Uh, let's just take it upon ourselves to take care of it. I don't know. So whether it was DC who censored themselves, or the Comics Code who said, eh, we can't do this uh, right now, um, it's, it doesn't really matter. The, the fact is they, they needed to change the cover. So, well, why then? Well, as you know, I'm pretty fond of uh, mentioning the, the, the comics code um, uh, and the in its original context as it was in uh, October 26th of 1954, before the revisions that we will get to later on in the series. Uh, as, of, as of this issue, the original comics code is still in effect. And I found two references in here that might be... Um, might be something that we we would want to consider why they rejected this original cover. Under General Standards Part C in the Costume section, number two, suggestive and salacious illustration or suggestive posture is unacceptable. Okay? In the the same uh, part, General Standards Part C in the section labeled Marriage and Sex, number seven, Sex perversion or any inference to same is strictly forbidden. Now, you have to remember that this is the comic code as of 1954, which, again, don't forget, came as a result of the trials in the Senate Subcommittee on Juvenile Delinquency. Now, you also have to remember that uh, in the 1950s, we weren't as forward-thinking and progressive as we are today. Now, of course, we still... Uh, as always, have some work to do, but uh, that's that's what that's uh, neither here nor there. I'm assuming they thought that they thought Hal standing over Green Lantern or, or Hal St- Green Lantern standing over Green Arrow like this, Hal standing over Ollie like this, and Ollie on his back in this kind of a position might be somewhat sexually suggestive or homosexual or whatever they thought. 
Um, now, again, whether it was DC who censored themselves or the Comics Code who did it, no, I don't know. Uh, I was unable to find some information on why this particular original artwork was rejected. But it was rejected nonetheless. And according to those two pieces from the original Comics Code, I'm assuming that's why. Um, if this was just the original artwork by Neil, and maybe he thought, I can do better, then that would be one thing. But... Because there's only a very small difference in positioning between uh, Green Arrow on the cover of this original artwork and Green Arrow on the cover of the final, what was ended up being the final cover, I am under the impression that it was more the comics code or DC rather than Neil saying, eh, let me redo that. So there's that. Now... As opposed, in, in terms of the historical context of this issue, this issue covers the issue, the problem of, um, uh, modern, uh, slavery, if you want to call it, or, uh, really what it's called is, it's, it's something I hadn't heard of before. It's the company town concept, uh, and, Please understand that I'm not claiming to be an expert on this or any of these social issues um, because of the fact that, one, I wasn't live and active in any sort of social movement in the 1970s, uh, and I wasn't even born in the 1970s. So I'm going after, after historic context and uh, the stuff that uh, I'm reading about, um, you know, several, <laughs> several uh, decades down the line. Now, the company town concept. Well, what is a company town? Now, I found a couple of things, and let me read them to you. Um, this is a kind of, um, what would you call it? I would say a uh, conspiracy website that, maybe not conspiracy website, but um, someone who believes in America but isn't uh, isn't taking the America is great, uh, America is the greatest country in the world, America is perfect, type of mentality, but their facts in the first paragraph or two of what they're saying here, uh, as far as I've been able to find uh, in other references to company towns in that concept, seems to be right, so please allow me to read from it. By the way, the website, I don't have the uh, the URL in front of me, but the header is, what really happened, the history of the government hopes you don't learn, so as a by that header, I'm sure you can tell. Um, that it's a uh, sort of conspiracy-ish, sort of the truth behind the truth kind of a website. They open with a quote from a song, which I will be playing, by the way, at the end of this episode, so you guys can can hear it. Uh, and I won't sing, but uh, the the quote from the song, the lyrics: "You load sixteen tons, what do you get? Another day older, and you're deeper in debt. Saint Peter, don't you call me, cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store." Okay, now please allow me to read this. In the early 1900s, one of the worst abuses of workers involved what was called the company town. This was a town, this was a town wholly owned by a mining company in a remote location. Workers were attracted to move there by the lure of high wages. However, once there, they discovered that the cost of living was even higher, kept there by the quote, company store, the only source for the necessities of life. The company was free to hand out high wages, knowing they would take that they would take that same money back in as profits at the company store. 
No matter how hard the workers tried, they could never make enough money to live on and would be in debt to the company store. As long as they were in debt, the company could legally prevent the workers from leaving. It was a form of corporate slavery, concealed in a bookkeeping trick. Now the next paragraph. The abuses of the company towns led eventually to the formation of labor unions and threatened at one point to spark a communist revolution in the United States. The threat of such a revolution caused corporations to adopt more humane attitudes toward their workers. As word spread of what a trap the company towns could be spread through folk songs similar to the one quoted above, workers simply refused to sign up and the company towns faded into history. Now, this the the first four words of this made me think that maybe the company town isn't really what uh uh Denny O'Neill was trying to uh speak out against because it says in the early 1900s now this is this, this is published in the in the 1970s so green lantern number 77 really being published in the 1970s isn't really <laughs> firmly in the early 1900s. But, a few things. In this issue, these workers are miners. They are up in a remote, mountainous location. When, uh, when uh, Slapper takes hold of the town, he takes hold of every part of the town. When Green Lantern and Green Arrow and the Guardian are brought into Desolation, we can see in big bold letters it says Soam's Store. That sounds like the company store to me. And another bit of uh, reference there. Johnny, a folk singer who became very popular amongst the workers, is arrested. Now, remember this last sentence here that I read. As word spread of what a trap the company towns could be Spread through folk songs similar to the one quoted above, workers simply refused to sign up and the company towns faded into history. So it has, this single issue has a lot of hallmarks of what I've just read to you in these two paragraphs. So I imagine that this is absolutely a company town, as referred to uh, in, in this text. Now, I also printed off something from uh, Wikipedia I could read it to you, but it's basically the same bit of verbiage I just read to you on this from this uh, uh, whatever kind of site you want to call it. You're welcome to go read it. Just search Company Town in Google and click on the Wikipedia link. Uh, I've printed out the whole thing right there. Um, it's uh, The only part that I want to read is, In fast-growing remote areas, companies planned housing to support the businesses needs, and then hired workers to build an infrastructure and more workers to staff the business needs. Historian Linda Carlson argues that the managers of corporate towns in the early 20th century believed they could avoid the mistakes made by George Pullman in the 1880s. She says they, quote, wanted to create a better life for their employees, decent housing, good schools, and a, quote, morally uplifting society. In return, they expected stable, hard-working employees who would eschew the evils of drink and, most important, not fall prey to the blandishments of union organizers. So, that sounds a whole hell of a lot like what's going on in Green Lantern number 77. Now, the reason I bring it up and say that it might not be 
is because I'm wondering if A, company towns were still a uh, thing in the 1970s. Maybe there uh, were still a few small holdouts here and there across the country. Maybe there had been re- a recently discovered company town in you know the middle of you know nowhere in Tennessee. I mean, who knows? Um, but whether it was prompted by a current company town or whether it was inspired by maybe something that either Denny or uh, Neil's um, parents had told them about or, or whatever. I don't know if that was the case. I also have an article here from uh, December 14th of uh, 2010. And it's a, it's a kind of book review. It's from InTheseTimes.com. And the headline is, When Workers Fought Back, the 1970s Rebel Rank and File. Now, the, the reason I, I bring this up is because, uh, the first, the first, uh, the first paragraph says, Long before today's quieted labor movements came in the turbulent 1970s with its militant picket lines and industry-wide strikes. During this often ignored period of the, of U.S. labor history, Workers tenaciously fought back against employers committed to eroding hard-won union gains. In contrast to today, staff-ridden labor movement workplaces teamed with radical rank-and-file caucuses and wildcat strikes. Now, this is the 1970s in relations to workers' unions. Now, there's not a union uh, really mentioned in this storyline, but I'm wondering if the upheaval of uh or if the if the uptick in work employer unions possibly uh, and with what it says here um employers committed to eroding hard won union gains i'm wondering with if the rise in the employer union in the employee union um actually and in the employers fighting back against that made some people worry that company towns, you know, like, the, not necessarily company towns as they were, but, you know, whenever you're trying to make a, a point, you know, some people like to take, well, if such and such happens, we might as well just go back to this. Like, Green Arrow keeps referring to Hitler and all this, the most extreme example, the the worst case scenario kind of example. Maybe this was that kind of a thing. If we, this was kind of a, a call to say, if we allow employers to fight back against everything we've won against them in terms of uh, uh, the gains we receive being uh, unionized as employees, some worst case scenario, company towns might come back and look how awful this is and it's modern day slavery and so on and so forth. Whether like whether it is, this story was written as a result of. Modern, uh, a modern representation of a company town being just discovered, or maybe Denny and Neil's personal experience in regards to what their families had told them, or something maybe they themselves experienced, or whether it was a result to what was happening in the 1970s with employers refighting the unions, I don't know. But it's still very, very obvious that this is, quote, the company town, and it's trying to make this social point. Um... And it's it's well made because I was able to figure out what the heck they were talking about. This origin this issue originally was something I didn't I understood that Green the Green Lantern Green Arrow series had a lot of social importance. Some of it is right on its face. Uh 
you know, the projects, uh, ghettos, uh, racism, drug use, uh, you know, so on, environmentalism, stuff like this. Number 77, it seemed, even though I knew it took place in the 70s, it still seemed a little far-fetched. Well, now that I know what a company town is, it makes a little more sense, uh, especially within relation to what I just read about the 1970s uh, upheaval there. It makes just a little bit more sense. Uh, now, one last bit of information I want to share with you guys before I uh, end this episode is some more comics code stuff. Now, I mentioned that uh, at, at the uh, kind of midpoint of this episode that the cover had a couple of comics code related issues with it. Well, so does the actual issue itself in terms of topic. Now, again, as I stated last episode, some of this is kind of read into it what you may. Uh, I circled four different things, two relating to the cover and why it might have been edited, and two relating to the subject matter itself. So, in relation to the story itself, from General Standards Part A, Section 3, Policemen, judges, government officials, and respected institutions shall never be presented in such a way as to create disrespect for established authority. Is a company town an established authority? If you are paying them high wages, it's a remote location, you're trying to set up an economy, no one else is interested in investing and you're providing, quote, money to the people. This is all surface, by the way. And it's not your fault that they keep coming into debt, you know, or whatever. Isn't that technically an established authority? On its surface, maybe someone who isn't there in the town experiencing what's going on or seeing it firsthand might say, this company town seems to be doing everything okay. It's the established authority. We're not going out there. Maybe that is the established authority. Now, in this case, it's obviously depicted in such a way that nobody can stand by Slapper Soames and say, he's in the right, and uh, how dare Denny O'Neill attack Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams attack the company town concept. This is clearly, I mean, the guy hired ex-Nazis <laughs> and has a fort and starts planning to hang people just because they're singing songs. I mean, this is this is extreme, so there, nobody can defend it. But still, surface and read into it what you will. Also, General Standards Part C under the section labeled Dialogue Part 3. Although slang and colloquialisms are acceptable... Excessive use should be discouraged, and whenever, wherever possible, good grammar shall be employed. And I, I bring this up because this takes place in some sort of backwater, Tennessee or something, who knows. On the cover, let's see ya be a hero without your powering, Y-U-H. And then, obviously, again, there was a reason I read some of what uh, Jacob said uh, in his... Uh, in his uh, accent, if you will, is not because I wanted to do a funny accent, but because I wanted to reference this. Listen here, H-E-A-H, mister. I'm gonna tell ya, A-H-M, tell ya, Y-A, what you stumbled into, and it's a story as'll curl your toes, A-S-L-L, as'll curl your toes, this whole blamed mountain, and iffin', <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, there's 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 all kinds of 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 you know southern backwater hick, whatever you want to call it, uh, lingo in here. So clearly, this goes against the uh, wherever possible good grammar should be employed. You can make these points without putting your lettering in there in such a way that it's obvious these are backwater hicks if you wanna if you wanna call them that. Uh, I'm not saying anybody who has that uh, has that uh, accent is an unintelligent backwater hick, but I think that's what they're trying to imply here. Um, uh, but I think it's also done in such a way that you are meant to think they're unintelligent backwater hicks, but this is just you know this is their accent. This is where they're from, and they are faced with this impossible situation and stuck here in this town, and you know they've had enough. So it's 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 a uh, it's kind of a catch twenty two. So there's that. Now uh, that is the end of this episode. I've done as much uh, looking into it as I could. I'm I'm fairly certain this ep- this issue is referring to nothing more than the company town. Now, if anybody else uh, can think of, uh, particularly, and forgive me, if you can think of, uh, if you were alive in the 70s, if you were experiencing these issues, if you can tell me if you're if you're seeing anything uh, in these uh, in these episodes or in this issue other than the company town concept, um, or maybe can provide a bit more insight, please, please, please don't hesitate to email me at lanterncast at gmail.com. Uh, I would love to hear from you guys. And speaking of email, I actually got a piece of email. And that email actually comes from Andy, Andy Megan. Uh, he follows us on Twitter and is one of our Twitter contingent, as it were. And he says, Hi, thanks for a really great episode. It was a thoughtful look at the comic in, in a way I hadn't thought of. Of course, I completely understood the message of the book, but had never really thought of it in terms of the comics code. Well done. Thank you, Andy. He says, I was a teenager in the early 70s, and I remember it being a time of change, and a lot was going on. Black rights, gay rights, women's rights. We still had apartheid in South Africa. At the time, a move for change on so many fronts and in so many countries was growing, and liberalization was very much on the agenda. I remember that there were protests about all sorts of things. By the standards of the time, the code would have been anachronistic, and either needed to be changed, or I suppose it would have been ignored. I remember the Oz obscenity trial in England, which was amongst other things about sim- which was amongst other things about censorship. Probably they had gone too far with that magazine, but things were things such as very rest- a very restrictive code would have been the target of this kind of protest. Regarding Green Lantern and Green Arrow, I think that Ollie's preachiness is a bit overdone in order to make sure that the point is hammered home. But surely the creators had a political angle that reflected, quote, real attributes of the day. This comes out in the subsequent episodes slash issues as well. I'm looking forward to your commentary on them. Keep up the good work, Andy. Thanks so much, Andy. I appreciate that. Actually, uh, I looked into the Oz obscenity trial, which I think you were referencing the, uh, based on the research I did, the Oz, uh, what was it the, they called it children's issue or kids issue or something. It had a lot of nudity on the cover, and I think that it was marketed in such a way that people thought it was aimed at children, which was the cause of all kinds of controversy. But uh, Andy, feel free to email in more details about that. 
as your first-hand experience, you're, it's probably much better that I hear this kind of information from you as opposed to trying to gather some information online. And besides, I already have enough research to do trying to figure out what the hell company towns are doing are doing in uh, the Green Lantern Green Arrow series. And I'm not sure if those uh, were an issue over on your side of the pond, as it were, um, back in the 70s. So feel free to let me know if a, a company town was a concept that might have been happening over there, or was it just too uh, populous over in that, that side for su- such things to be happening. Um, but thanks so much, Andy. I appreciate that. It's so, so great to get some feedback specifically related to the Green Lantern Green Arrow series. Um we, I will be having some guest hosts on in the near future on some certain issues here and there, cause I, I've, God knows I can't talk by myself, uh, for too long without getting bored with myself. So, hopefully you guys enjoyed this issue, hope, or this episode, and it wasn't too rapid fire for you. And, uh, what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna go ahead and leave you guys with the closing and a little information on the contest we currently have running for the main Green Lantern uh, Lantern Cast podcast. Uh, but I also wanted to say that the, uh, song you will hear at the end of this episode is actually the song I mentioned when I was reading that stuff from that conspiracy website, the, uh, quote, uh, 16 tons, uh, uh, lyrics that I had read uh, in regards to the company town as an actual song. Uh, I've got a recording I found on YouTube by Tennessee Ernie Ford, and the song is called 16 Tons. And it's a very uh, short little song, but I will definitely just go ahead and play that audio uh, at the end credits of, of the episode. So uh, after the closing um, music, you will hear that song, and uh, I will speak to you guys next time. Um, speaking of, the contest that we have going is the Lantern Cast uh testimonial contest because we couldn't think of a name of it if you guys would before the end of the year send in something that shows your love of the show whether it be lantern cast proper or green lantern and green arrow whichever you guys think um whichever iteration of the lantern cast you want to show your love for um whether it be art youtube videos uh creatively edited things reviews online whatever it may be something that creatively shows and expresses your love of our show in a unique way. If you're uncertain whether or not your submission will be accepted, email us your idea at lanterncast at gmail.com and we'll get back with you as soon as we can and let you know if it's good, if it'll work. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of it is going to work. So email us if you're not sure, lanterncast at gmail.com. And once you have your submission, email it with all necessary attachments and links to lanterncast at gmail.com. And at the end of the year, Mark and I will grab them, pick the five we like best co- collectively, and then throw those five in a hat, draw it, uh, draw a name, and the name that we draw will win three items. The Green Lantern Rebirth Collector Set, which comes with a softcover version of Green Lantern Rebirth, and two action figures, one of Green Lantern Hal Jordan and one of Green Lantern Sinestro, each with their own little respective power battery and Green Lantern stand. They will also receive a soft cover copy of Green Lantern Heroes Quest, as written by Denny O'Neill. It's actually a novel about Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, as a matter of fact, as well as a set of plastic lantern rings. This is all the colors from black all the way to white, those rings that came out with the Blackest Night issues. Uh, I've got a set of those, and we'll send those your way, all three of those items. One grand prize winner. Uh, valid only in the U.S. and Canada. The uh, whole contest, end of the year. So that would be, oh, that would be 
eleven fifty nine uh, p.m. your time on December thirty first is the cutoff, um, and we would love to get those entries. We haven't still haven't received any, so your chances are better than ever right now to send those submissions in. So lanterncast at gmail dot com for those submissions. Thanks, guys. And finally. If you guys would like to contact us, it's lanterncast at gmail.com. We also have a voicemail, 708-LANTERN, and we'd love for you guys to dial that number and leave us a voicemail. Three minutes is the time limit on that. We are also on Stitcher and iTunes, and if you listen to us on either, please feel free to leave us a review. We love getting those, and we'll be actually be talking about some of those reviews in the next regular episode of the Lantern Cast. Uh, we are also on Twitter and Facebook, so feel free to follow and like us there. Um, and both of those social medias uh, use hashtags and accept hashtags now. So if you would please, when you're talking about the show, please use the hashtag GLCast to talk about the show so that we can find each other and better communicate. So uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you guys pretty soon, both on the regular show, and I look forward to some feedback about this next episode of Green Lantern Green Arrow, and I will talk to you guys next time. Later. People say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load the 16 ton. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. I was born one morning when the sun didn't shine I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine I loaded 16 tons of number nine coal And the straw boss said, well, bless my soul You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in depth St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store drizzling rain. Fighting and trouble are my middle name. I was raised in the cane break by an old mama lion. Can't no high-toned woman make me walk the line. You load the 16 tons. What a gift. Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. If you see me coming, better step aside. A lot of men didn't, a lot of men died. One fist of iron, the other of steel. If the right one don't get you, then the left one will. You load the 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me, cause I can't go. I owe.
soul to the company store. 